0: Literary Scape presents the historical inspirational book club podcast, The First of Its Kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. In this episode, Tiffany and Melissa are joined by award-winning author Melissa Jaggers. She is a homeschooling mom who writes Christian historical romance into the wee hours of the night. She lives in Kansas with her husband and three children. Her ebook novella, Love by the Letter, is her ACFW Carol award-winning novella and free to try. You can learn more about her and her books at melissajaggers.com. So welcome. We're so excited to have you on the
1: show. And thank you for having me. What led you to become an author? Initially, boredom. So <laughs> I've always been academic. I've been either going to school or I taught school or I did something with my brain all day and I decided to stay home with my children. And my first one was a year old and I was tired of washing diapers and playing patty cake all day. And there is such a thing as reading too much. I read a lot and I just felt my brain atrophying and I'm like, I need to do something. And I didn't really have any career aspirations of going back to school or anything so i'm like what Mm -hmm. can i do and i had this box of story ideas i'm not one of those writers that has written since i was little i just always thought i could do it if i wanted to i wrote well for school but i just had these you know dreams or ideas and i'm like one day so i put them in a box and i'm like okay i'll just go up and find something in my box and and try it uh, mm-hmm. The one, the one that would write itself. Well, it didn't really write itself, but the the best <laughs> one I had in there. And um, so I started writing for boredom purposes. So, <laughs> but for publication, so I I only wrote a little bit whenever whenever I thought to, and I might got a might have done a chapter a week or something. And I joined a a writing group in my small town, mainly of a whole bunch of former. Uh, english teachers and so that gave me a reason to get one done every month and i heard a conference was coming into town that had kim vogel sawyer Mm -hmm. in it and um that was actually that was not the genre i was writing but it's the genre i like most historical christian and so i'm like okay i'll go listen to her and the conference's theme it was not the real theme but Everything I got from everybody was getting published is super, super, super hard. You're probably not going to get published. And when you tell me you're not going to do something, I decide I'm going to do it. Um, So (laughs) then I went home and I only had like 10 chapters of that book done. It was a middle grade book. Yeah, it was middle. That one was a middle grade book. So then I went and finished a young adult novel. That's what I was writing and got it finished in like a month and a half and then found out how terrible it was but that's that's the (laughs) the catalyst was boredom and then telling me no so yeah
0: it's so interesting because you used to teach high school English right yeah mostly English as a second language so why did you choose you kind of answered this a little bit but why did you choose to in the historical Christian romance genre
1: well, I started out in the middle grade young adult because, well, I had just left high school, teaching mm-hmm. high school. And I had, ai uh, don't, I don't remember why I did the middle grade first. It was like, I was going to do a babysitter homeschool club sort of book chapter thing for my kid mm-hmm. to have when she was older. I think that was why I started that. And I didn't get anywhere with that one. <laughs> and so the young adult was basically, I had two ESL kids. That were boyfriend and girlfriend and I did not understand why they were boyfriend and girlfriend. And so I was making up a story on why they would actually choose to be together because I was (laughs) going romance. So then when I got into American Christian Fiction Writers, ACFW, Mm -hmm. um, I joined a crit, crit group for young adult novelists and... Basically, I got the feedback that I was more a Nicholas Sparks. I am not an actual young adult writer. I was just too mature in my voice sounding and and stuff like that. And so then it came down to, I was like halfway through the book and I knew that I had to either rewrite the book completely with all the stuff that I'd learned or I needed to do. And if I was going to do that, did I want to stay in young adult? And I was, Mm -hmm. by then I learned quite a bit and I didn't have very many story ideas. I mean, it was the one in the box that would write itself. And um, I didn't have many story ideas. And I was like, I have way more Christian historical ideas because that's what I actually read. And Mm -hmm. I didn't want to change my voice. And if my voice was already more mature then that, it would just fit me better. So that was how I switched over into the christian historical and that fit way better once now it was really weird in a young adult group all of a sudden i'm putting in this christian historical but um you were very kind and helped me um till we moved somewhere else and uh anyway so that was how i moved to that one because i realized i had all the ideas there Mm -hmm. that i could be going for years yeah without coming up with new ideas so yeah That's awesome. So
2: where did your inspiration come from for your Frontier Vow series?
1: So the first one, I actually wrote this. The first one I wrote before I was published. Um, It was just a silly exercise of my own. So I had, and I'm not sure if I had my, my first boy or not. I know I had my girl, but I wanted to homeschool. And... We have this huge, massive house on a lot of land. And for some reason, I was like, I don't want if my husband died, I wouldn't want to leave this house and I wouldn't want to go back to work. So how could I quickly get a husband and <laughs> have him just come in and take over? And I'm like, I'm a very I'm a I'm a very rare person female personality. And I don't want to do the dating thing. I didn't even really date with my husband. It was really weird. It was just like, okay, we're together. And it was the first guy that we were together with, I was together with. And, um, so I was like, what if I just went to my church parking lot and waited for any of the eligible men? Like the one that I decided was the best and just said, Hey, will you come talk to me? Do you think you could marry me? And let's just like start at the beginning. You think you can marry me? Come to my house, see my setup, meet my kids, and then and then let's just do it that way. So I was like coming up with this marriage of convenience for myself. And so I was like, <laughs> what would it be like just to straight out say to a stranger that you're like, you know, in, the, in your church, would you marry me so you can help me where I am? And uh, yeah, so I just changed it to a historical because I thought it was fun. Yeah.
0: yeah well I'm we kidding. we loved it so yeah. that is that's a neat um a neat story behind the story
1: yeah. <laughs> just just weird ponderings of how to get around the not having to date if I ever became a widow <laughs> that was what it yeah. was yeah <laughs> huh?
0: hey it's it's good future planning I guess
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so uh, if I ever become a widow all the men in my church should be scared of being the parking <laughs> lot <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness. Do you have a favorite story
1: in this series? I don't think so. I do have a favorite story, but it's not in this series. And it's probably the only one I would say is a favorite. I, I don't really have any tears of things. I know of books that I wish I could rewrite. And I know books that I really, well, the one that's my favorite is probably because the hero is practically me and it had a theme dear to my heart, but on the Frontier Vow series, I think they're all just, I just equally like them all so far. Yeah. But who knows? There's more to come, so I might like one of those. Oh, <laughs> oh good, because I know later I have some questions about
0: that. <laughs> so um, so I, I will share ours real quick. So I really enjoyed all of them, but my favorite was Married Mr. Wrong, because um, I like rooting for the underdog. But I also yes, really enjoyed uh, seeing that different side of Gwendolyn. You know, from the beginning of the series till her story, I just feel like she had such a character change. We got to see like behind her, you know, and I really like her brother, Bo. And I would love a story about him, but I don't know. We'll see if that's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have a favorite? I enjoyed them all. I mean, I really did.
2: So were there any lines or scenes in the series that you really enjoyed writing?
1: Well, i I thought through all the books on what was my favorite. So um, in Romancing the Bride, it's where they're dancing to the awful violin music. That that was my... Most of the ones that I think I picked was the thing that got me excited to write the book. Um, Mm -hmm. So there tends to be a scene that I really, really want to do. And so I'm really shooting to get there. I do not remember how I came up with that, but I just really enjoyed the romance from the hero as he's he's trying to dance with her and she's mm-hmm. just thinking it's hilarious that they're dancing to this awful music and he's trying to make it <laughs> serious. So yeah. That's my favorite in that one. Um in pretending to wed when Nolan is captured by her literal trap that she makes Um, Mm -hmm. i I had fun just coming up with that scene setting and then at the end of that chapter he comes to a a realization that just made my heart melt (laughs) which is funny like the character (laughs) my own character made my heart melt um i made it up but um, yeah Mm -hmm. so that realization chapter after the trap was my favorite and then in depending on you, it was the nativity scene with all the kids. Oh, yeah. Just how can yeah. I make the nativity scene interesting? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Spencer has always been my yes. favorite. He was especially in the first book, and so I had to bring him back and make sure he had a scene where he could be fun. <laughs> and then um, in marrying Mister Wrong, it's the the extended proposal at the end. There's like three chapters where this proposal happens i can't really mm-hmm. say too much about it for the spoiler um stuff but that was where i wanted to get that those scenes came to me and i'm like this is what i wanted to do and i had one beta is like you don't need this just get to it and I'm like no this is the reason why i wanted to write this book <laughs> i wanted to write these three different scenes to to mm-hmm. elongate this for fun and um so that was so that one's like several chapters of my favorite part of writing yeah that book.
0: yeah so we just uh, when we talked about some favorite scenes, Spencer was one that we all really enjoyed him. But we also loved that Christmas scene that you wrote, which we try not to give too much away in case someone's listening that didn't get to read the books yet. But but right. then I, you're it's interesting. You talked about you wanted to elongate the proposal at the end of marrying Mr. Wrong. And but we talked about that scene, too. Like we just really loved how it all fell together there. So.
1: Well, good. It's a good thing I didn't <laughs> take the uh, advice just to get chop those off. I was like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not chopping those off." <laughs> All
0: right. So, we're this next question. We'll share our our responses to, but we'd like to hear yours first. So, okay. who is your favorite leading male character, and why? And what actor could you see playing this part in a movie?
1: So, I think it's Jacob in *Romancing the Bride*. <laughs> He's just pretty much perfect. I had to work to make him not perfect. And I still think he's pretty much perfect. So <laughs> I'm, uh, he's just a swoony character because I try not to make, I mean, most, uh, I try not to make the perfect characters. I have huge flaws or things mm-hmm. to overcome or th- being in the underdog. And he he just wasn't. And so yeah. I had to make him, a, I had to work to make him a little more real. And um, so he was, but I mean, he has all the wonderful qualities you'd want in this random person you grab out of the parking lot. Right. You know, that's so fine. I guess I was probably telling myself if I ever did the parking lot proposal, I'd get a good guy because <laughs> because uh, he appeared in the book. So yeah, and so that's it.
0: So my favorite character, male character, was also Jacob. Because I like you, like, I just loved his faith and how he lived it out. But I could see Christian Bale playing that role in a movie if it was turned into a movie. I think he played
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: Batman, mm-hmm. the most recent. Bat. I don't know. I One can't keep up Batmans. with how many Batmans <laughs> there are, but I think the Dark Knight or something. I'm not sure. So
1: I've, I he forgot was about buddy. that. I really. Oh, good. I really don't. Um, watch much television, videos, so I don't always know. And so I just googled dark-haired actors, <laughs> and um, I the only one that seemed at all like it would go. And I don't think it's because of him because I don't watch enough of them. But um, mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman because of his just in Les Mis, just his um, you know how he was just a great guy and very um. Oh, the care he showed for people, his loyalty, Mm -hmm. his morality, his morality. And so I don't know if I would see Hugh Jackman in that role or I'm just seeing Hugh Jackman and Le Miz in that role. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) I'm the same way. I I don't get I don't watch much TV at all anymore. So I Google it, too. And I just look for a list and I say they look like what I picture Mm -hmm. that character being (laughs) looking like. So, yeah. yeah, I'm always like,
2: um. Clint Eastwood's son or somebody I think would be like just watching that. Yeah. Yeah. Who is your favorite leading female character and why? And what actress could you see playing in this part in a movie?
1: I think Corinne, because I had so much fun coming up with silly inventive things for her to do. Mm -hmm. So I actually was going to, I, the book started out, I felt it was boring and I just couldn't, they didn't, the characters weren't really alive. Now, Nolan and Corinne really weren't on page very much in Romancing the Bride because I needed some other people to grow up for the books I planned for them. And mm-hmm. so I needed I needed some more book people to work with so that I could get there. And so I guess she, she normally my side characters just come pretty fully formed in mm-hmm. my head and she wasn't. And so I just kind of quit the book for several months. And there was an author that suggested that I read some, somebody, I was just, I can't remember, but it was someone suggesting this book has a really great voice. And so I was reading it. It's a secular romance that I would not suggest, but this heroine had a really interesting hobby of being a scientific illustrator back in like, I don't know, the 1700s or something. It was, it was Mm -hmm. a strange thing i was like maybe that'll help me with this character she needs some like scientific endeavor i didn't want to take the illustrator so i was like okay I, how about an inventor and then she came to life and then i had a blast coming up with ways to make her do inventive things so yeah and as for the actress i I googled blonde actresses and i just <laughs> didn't come up with anything none of them looked right so you'll have to tell me <laughs> oh, I don't know. Who was your favorite?
0: Mine was Gwendolyn. She was my favorite out of the series mm-hmm. because I like the changes she went through and the obstacles that she overcame. And although I felt like she was someone that you didn't realize she was always putting someone else but first, and I don't think you really get to see that till you read her story. Uh, but I put in Catherine. I don't know if I'm going to say her last name right. Hegel. 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 I I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, playing the role of Gwendolyn in a movie. She was in the she was in the movie Um Love Comes Softly. I don't know if you ever watched that one. I just felt like she had the right look for that.
2: I think Anne was my favorite. Annie was your favorite. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: I just like how she always put every like everyone else first and I think I love that characteristic Mm -hmm. about her how she was struggling to do the right thing and then she still ended up with a really nice
0: man yeah (laughs) in the end yeah so will there be more books in this series I have two
1: more planned so I'm working on the next one and then there'll be another and that is all I have planned at the moment but you never know well
0: the next question Melissa and you really don't right. have to answer if you don't want to, <laughs> to but I'm
2: just curious. She has a <laughs> question. Will there be a story for Bo and Jenny
1: and maybe Daniel and Cecilia? Cecilia.
0: Cecilia. Well,
1: yeah. When I first, when you asked about Jenny, I was like, wait a minute. I might have a story for her, but I remembered she was part of the novella. And I mm-hmm. had a totally different plot point for her that was like a small sub- Romance plot for her, but oh, it didn't okay. work out. It didn't work out. I already had the trouble with her sister and her marriage, and I was just mm-hmm. like, This is just too many romance plots. So she got something else. So I don't know because now that the plot I came up with her for her in my head doesn't work anymore. So I don't know oh. if I'll be able to come up <laughs> with something else for her to, to do. But the next one is with Bo. So, um, he'll be next and then celia and daniel are at the end okay
0: mm-hmm. yep. okay mm-hmm. i
1: that's interesting because there's such a mystery around daniel right now that mm-hmm. um so yeah. it'll, it should resolve a little it will resolve a little bit at the end of this next book and okay. then it'll finally resolve at the end at least that's the plan so unless <laughs> i have some more books and i need to make it keep keep going or something yeah. So, just curious, are those coming out soon or are they kind of down the line? They're they're down the line. Um okay. the the next one I'm hoping will be out in several months. I have to admit that I went through this summer a uh, not sure I want to continue writing spot mm. in my life. And so I was just I had to sit and pray on it and do I continue do I not continue and while well, I'm continuing but um <laughs> so there I had a big bout of burnout not just because of sure. writing but just my entire life and homeschooling and all that I had extra jobs and things mm-hmm. like that and so I basically had to clear my plate of something and so if I wanted to continue writing so now since school has started life is better and I'm yeah. now writing in a much better headspace. So, yeah. so I always say I hope to get them out faster, but right now this one will be as long as it takes, and then then hopefully sure. I speed up. So. Sure. Well, I don't want to rush you. I was just curious. So. Oh, no, I, I actually am kind of, I don't know if I'm mad at myself, but I'm like, I, I should already have it out there. And, but it's coming, it's coming out quickly now that I'm past the the crazy headspace that I was in.
0: So. Yeah, sure. I think we've all been there, done that. <laughs> so, what are some of your favorite books or series that you
1: liked that you've read? I mean, I'm an avid reader for decades. So that was, you know, trying to say one. So I thought I would just like my my recent favorites. So in the secular clean romance world, it's Julianne Donaldson's books, Eden Brook and Blackmore. Oh. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed those. I've reread them several times already. Um, I love rereading and I haven't been really desirous of rereading things lately at all. And uh, so I reread hers. She's There's always books that when I just want to be happy and comforted, I just reread them again because mm-hmm. um, I know what I got. And so those are definitely the two lately that I read from there. And then for classics um persuasion is my favorite jane austen novel and um all creatures great and small is a recent one that i read which is just lovely and if you haven't watched the the uh, pbs or bbc i'm not sure which one puts it out those Mm -hmm. um things pbs great shows and then oh they're kids love them we love them um they're anxiously awaiting for the the season to come out in the fall okay Um, for nonfiction, I really liked Redemption at Hacksaw Ridge. So the Hacksaw Ridge movie, pretty gory and stuff, but the book it's based on was just a, a guy. His his religious beliefs aren't like mine, but they. It was just a way. How did he live his life out for God, believing, um, like living out his beliefs, like true, and that was just inspiring. Yeah. and um, so. And then my most recent Christian ones, that was always the hardest one because I read a whole bunch of it. Mm -hmm. But uh, Heidi Sheeva Hope Beyond the Waves is a dual timeline. And the historical is just excellent and made me cry. And I have read this book more than once. I read it 10 years ago when she first started it. And I still Mm -hmm. cried the second time and I'm not much of a crier. And then her, her, bed and breakfast series is a contemporary, which I don't read a lot of contemporary, but it's got literary allusions to little women and they, they're, they're just excellent. So that's my recent favorite Christian reads are her books. I do have to ask, the only other series of yours that I've
0: read is your Teville Moral Society, which I absolutely loved that
1: series. Was that one of your first series or did you have more before that? Um, I have another uh, series before that called the Unexpected Bride Series. So okay. The, okay. They're like mail-order surprises. Oh, neat. So that's, they aren't all mail-order brides. One is, I think, yeah. Um, but there are mail-order bride surprises in the series. So that's my other okay. one. Did you have a favorite series that you wrote? I don't know. Um, my favorite book is in the T-Ville series. So, uh because it contains my favorite book, I guess that's my favorite series. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really have favorites. Um, besides the one. Yeah. Otherwise they're all they're all on par to me. I like all of them. I will eventually one day reread all my own books because I liked all of them. <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I I can't remember the title. It's been it's been a couple of years since I read the Tville one, but I think it's like a chance on love or might be like the last forever a chance of yes that was my favorite out of that series they're just you do a really good job with the underdog stories I think (laughs) so or like um like well like marrying Mr. Wrong it's this difference in class and um social standing but I just I really I really enjoyed those stories so
1: I do try to find Mm -hmm. different couplings and different People than I've seen before, so mm-hmm. uh, that's my attempt. And and t- they tend to be underdogs, yes. Yeah. Because I mean, none of us readers are perfect, and you want someone who's going to love you as you are. So, like yeah. uh, you know, sometimes, especially back in the nineties, you know, the the Christian fiction was everyone was pretty much perfect. Yeah. And um, and so I, I never want that. I want it to be realistic. Not only do I want the realism. For me as a reader, that someone could love me for my own flawed self, but that I'm not looking for Mr. Perfect. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have Mr. Perfect, but he's good for me. And, And so... I don't want, you know, the unrealistic expectations. I've all that's always kind of been my desires. I don't want to set up any unrealistic expectations that I gotta hold out for a man that's just like this. You know, right. you're flawed, they're flawed. You can still have a good um, romantic relationship mm-hmm. that uh, that is good for both of you. So, yeah, I agree.
0: Well, I that was. That was the end of our questions, but thank you so much for joining us. It was nice to just meet you talk to you and talk about your books. It was nice um, being here with you. Thank you for listening to our interview with author Melissa Jaggers. Visit melissajaggers.com to connect with her or follow her on Instagram and Facebook. It is now time to announce the winner of our Frontier Vows giveaway. Congratulations to Teresa Plunkett. We are so excited that you entered, Teresa, and that you are the winner of this fun, adventurous series. Be sure to check out our knife-throwing video where we determined the winner of this month's giveaway. Next week, we dive into Karen Whittemer's Hanger's Horseman series. Become a member today and enter to win these adventurous romance stories. Remember to rate and review our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Your support is greatly appreciated. Until next time, happy and blessed reading.